At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. Training Camp Week 2. We are off and running, Logan. And you, sir have been diving into the tape. You have yeah. been charting things, specifically passes, which is good because if you were charting runs, this would not be a very long episode. They have started to work <laughs> a little bit of the run game in. Of course, the pads come on. We're recording this on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, the pads go on. So we will have a really fun episode later this week, kind of taking a look at the first uh, padded practices with offensive line, defensive line being on much more even playing field, how everything else gets affected. But Logan, uh, what we can do today is take a look at how the quarterbacks have performed so far, how the O-line has held up yep. uh, given the circumstances, and then the the ongoing battle, probably the most fun battles going on right now in camp, DBs versus wide receivers, so yep. much talent on both sides of the ball. But uh, when you started looking at, at specifically Sam Howell, we'll get to Brissett in a second, but when you start looking at Sam Howell, any, any patterns starting to emerge of things he's doing well, areas of concern, <clears throat> et cetera, through the first couple of days of camp? Yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to kind of lo- talk about, you know, Sam Howell and the O-line kind of back-to-back here in these segments. But, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me is just there seems to be, you know, like when you just watch it, when you're just watching practice, you're like, oh, that ball is completed. Oh, that was on time. Oh, this looks good in seven-on-seven. Seven. Like I went back and charted team blitz and most of the team pass, like just team, they call it team period. So run and passes kind of like a pseudo scrimmage, but it's scripted the last three days. And one of the things that stood out to me is just like, there seems to be like a lack of just like, I don't want to say lack, but like not a super detailed kind of understanding of the offense. And what I mean by that, there was a play where, you know, he's got, they've got a five man protection defense is obviously rushing six the ball needs to get out to the back he's late to the back and the ball is tipped and it's batted down so it's kind of like to me it's like if he's on his stuff if he's like super dialed in 
that ball is out right now. Like, cause Jacoby Brissett had basically the same, not the same play, but a very similar play of five man protection, six man rush. He, he sees it right away. There's no hesitation right when the ball's in his hand, he flicks the ball to the back and it's probably a five yard gain. And like when I was watching Kansas city film, that was something that I thought they did a really good job of as a coaching staff, you know, Andy Reid, the whole staff kind of basically saying like, Hey, you know, when like getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand is more than just having a concept that gets the quarterback gets the ball to the quarterback's hand it's like also how do i teach the quarterback when he needs to get the ball out of his hand and when the protection is going to be deficient so to me that was one of the things that stuck out to me i just was like there's some little stuff like that like little details that you know maybe could be a little bit better and i think the other thing that's important to kind of note is like um you know, his offensive line is is kind of going through it a little bit right now. And we'll talk about that more with the offensive line, but just not as crisp, not as sharp. Like Jacoby on Friday was, or Saturday was really, really dialed in, right? You know, they got a, they got a pressure. He's hot. Balls to Jahan, or not, not Jahan, number 83. I don't know his name, but ends up being a I big I think it's Kyrick McGowan. Yeah, McGowan. But ends up being a big play, right? And it's off of a nothing. It's just like catch. I know I'm hot. Ball's out. Great job, right? Or anticipating a throw, right? Or anticipating the leverage on a choice. And it just it just seemed a little bit like there's a guy in Jacoby Brissett who has played a lot of football, is playing with, I would say, a better offensive line to defensive line ratio. And we can talk about that more in a minute. Right. And obviously not playing against like the best coverage group, you know? And it's like, he just looks like he got really comfortable. He did have a really bad interception on Friday where they kind of are running all verticals from like a, a split back field, you know, and the back's kind of trying to hit the seam <clears throat> and he throws a pick versus Tampa too. So it's not like he's been perfect, but I just say there's like that, it's something that we talked about, like that professionalism that, you know, mm -hmm. he's been in the league for seven years, like that he just gets some of that stuff and I do think that the second offense is a little bit better than the second defense right now, partially because he's he's helming it. Right. And, you know, this is the kinds of things, you know, we've talked about this, uh, a couple of things that you've touched on a million times before, right? It, when Logan Paulson got to play in the fourth preseason game back uh -oh. in the day, just killed it because murder, murder you were fest. you were better than everybody else on the field you're out there with all the first teamers and you're like okay maybe i'm not maybe i'm not a starter at this point right, in my career right. uh you know whatever, whatever and, and is, you're yeah. out there yeah yeah okay i see why jordan reed excels and maybe i'm i'm doing i'm blocking my face off yeah, uh, but right. you get out there against the four stringers that aren't going to be on a roster in a week when you were definitively an, a roster uh nfl player same thing jacoby Brissett is a starting caliber player with a ton of experience going against backups who are not having a ton of experience. And that right. is going to matter in these settings. Um, so that's, that's thing one. Thing two is it is important to understand the context of training camp in general. And Ron, right. I thought, put this really, really well. I think it was on Thursday last week where he just flat out said, like, there are throws Jacoby made as a veteran and it turns out Sam was actually doing some of the same stuff and he would come to us after and you're like, hey man, why did you do that? And he's like, well, I knew I had the first read. I wanted to see if I could get to the second. Um, and maybe that wasn't like first or second read in terms of progression, but like I knew I had the safe thing. I wanted to see if I could do the dangerous thing and turns out I can't, but I knew, I knew yeah. what I was doing. Right. And so there, there are elements of that that are, that could be happening as well. Sure. And, sure. and you might be able to see that on tape of like, you know, you watch the helmet stripe and it's like, oh yeah, he saw it. Then why did he turn it down? Well, it's because he wanted to see if he could get the, the, the bigger play. 
uh, but he knows at least that he can't do that. Now he's got to make that change, and, and we got to see it the next rep, the next time they run that play. You know, as, as camp goes on, like you got to start practicing doing the right thing and stop experimenting. But those are some of the context of, of training camp that happens here. And I think a lot of that is going to lead to, like if Jacoby already knows some of those answers, he's going to look better right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the last, the last thing I'll say is this, is when you look at the physical skills of Sam Howell, that's not going to be the reason why he fails. Like he's got a great arm. He's super mobile. Like there's so many good things. The thing that we just don't know, and we won't know until the regular season for real, but we're not going to even have a moderately decent idea of until the Baltimore practices is how quickly he can process it. And that would be my question for you is like, how much of that are you able to see right now where this is clearly a guy that's not up to speed? Hopefully it's just not up to speed yet, but it's not up to speed of what it takes to play quarterback at the NFL level. Yeah, and I, and I will say there is a distinct, distinct difference between that first defense and that second defense. So, mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, the old adage with defense is pressure burst, burst pipes. And you see that, right? You get guys who, <clears throat> you know, it's not necessarily the starting four defensive linemen. We're having a tremendous camp. Like, so they're doing a great job. And that's something we're going to talk about in a minute. But it's also, hey, like the safeties hold the rotation a little bit more. The the blitzers are a little bit faster. They know how to fit the blitz. They know how it works off the rush. And so they had an interesting rush the other day where I don't remember the exact pattern, but basically the back, uh, who was Gibson, looked to the right because there was someone in the A-gap. And that person was tearing out of there to go kind of get into the, I think it was like a like a Tampa 2 look. So he's the Tampa 2 player from the line of scrimmage, which is like high-level varsity run. stuff, right? Yeah. And so instead of immediately snapping to his next protection responsibility, he kind of lingers there because he's kind of diagnosing. And then all of a sudden he gets the protection late. Sam's kind of got this person in his lap. It's probably a sack. The ball's out later than he wants to because he's kind of navigating this off his back foot. And it's an interception by Emmanuel Forbes that everyone was talking about on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, is that is that his fault? Kind of, like, don't throw that ball. But also, like, there was a – a comedy or not a comedy, but a, a kind of a sequence of things that happened that I guess I would say Jacoby doesn't have to negotiate, right? Cause you're not going to get this really well disguised look where the back kind of misdirects his vision and then get back, gets back to his actual responsibility late. You're not getting that same type of, of pressure from the defense. So I think he's, I think from an operational standpoint, you feel pretty good about where he's at, but there are some things to his game. There are some things for the offense. That you're like, Man, that's something that that has to be kind of remedied and cleaned up. And I know that, and I know for a fact, Eric Bannum is going to try and clean that up. I know for a fact, Sam Howell is going to try and clean it up. But I think with a younger player, it's always something that you're like, it like when is it going to happen? When's it going to click for him? And you know, I haven't watched practice today yet. From we're recording this on Monday, so I haven't watched Monday's practice yet. We're going to review that in Wednesday's pod. But that's always something I'm watching, especially in team blitz, because that's like where you're you're getting high level understanding of what's going on and i will say and i can't get too schematically detailed here because of like the rules of working yeah for the I mean, team just, just so people understand like we can talk about a lot of stuff but part of the reason that we're allowed to as media cover practice is there's an a written understanding this is not an unwritten rule a written understanding that we will not give away a competitive advantage to right. other teams so we'll be as detailed as we can without doing that Right. And so like, you know, the defense is installing Cinco and they just did some really cool creative stuff off that Cinco package that I haven't seen them do. And, you know, they're working through some stuff, too. They're trying stuff out. They're trying different looks. And you can tell there were times where it was like, man, I didn't think that guy was going to be here. I didn't think this drop was going to be there for Sam. 
And Jacoby has played enough football versus different defensive structures where it's not like this shocking thing. And also it's like the low def version of the defense. Like when you watch the ones go, you're like, whoa, like that disguise is sick. They get there really fast. You get guys like Cam Curl holding stuff way longer than I would feel comfortable holding it. And then they're there when the ball's there, right? Or they're there to break the pass up or whatever it is. With the young guys, it's like, man, I got to be in this cover two shell. I'm going to be in cover two. And so Jacoby, I think, has an ability to kind of diagnose that a little bit easier because the 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 opponent isn't as sharp. And that's not their fault. They're all new to the defense. Like one of the things we've talked about with the defense over the last couple of days is like they've been super like this is the third year of the scheme right they've they are kind of remember we always talk about with the offense and kyle shanahan like it takes three years to learn a scheme like they're in it and they're detailed and they've worked together and like some of the stuff they're doing on the defensive line like oh my gosh it's it's awesome and so like this this new offense is contending with this a guy it's like a veteran fighter you know like it's just a different type of deal they're battle hardened they know what they're doing and this group still kind of learning how to how to walk a little bit. And I think you see some of that difficulty with Sam because then you get to seven on seven and it cleans up a little bit, you know, because there's no yeah. rush, like he can see it a little bit better. And so like, that's kind of where I'm at with Sam Howell and Jacoby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What was the last day I was at practice? I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. And literally the first thing I wrote down, I just kind of watched seven on seven. I don't, and maybe I wrote down like some of the the, the defensive yeah. back rotations and stuff. But my first like major note was, whoa, big difference seven on seven to eleven on eleven. Yeah, and it's like four first rounders up front against an offensive line that doesn't have a lot of experience together and yeah. might not be good. We don't know yet. That's not me saying they're bad. We don't know yet. Uh, makes a big freaking difference. Yeah. And. I guess I was like I caught flack from you know the the, the commenters, if you will, from from whoever callers uh, on the radio that it's like oh everyone says Sam's awesome except for you why are you oh. like so down on Sam and I was like I, look I'm just I I don't exchange notes necessarily with right. some other which folks. is probably the right way to do it because it's your yeah like I, you know occasionally we're talking on the sideline and you know the conversations I had I was surprised because we like we all we all saw that right <laughs> like we all saw that that wasn't a particularly good period right yeah. and it's okay like again it's context of saying like it's not a good period and it's not really that concerning yet because of all the reasons that we've laid out but I was surprised at how high people were on how um and like his performance as if they were grading it out you know in this vacuum of training camp and it's like yeah "Yeah, he's good i'm like no he's it's not concerning but it's not like it's not like he's been killing it and there was there's i think logan a lack of like christmas there's this lack of like snappiness lack of timing that when Brissett is out there you definitely see a little bit more you see it a lot more at least i did on thursday um, and seven on seven, like I think their seven on seven period on Thursday was the best that I've seen. Again, I was yeah. only there for Wednesday, Thursday. Um, they obviously practiced again Friday and then Saturday. Um, they had 10,000 fans there and the whole deal. They practiced again this morning. So I'm right. missing a couple practices in, in my, uh, my, my checklist yeah. here, but, um, 
that seven on seven period, you see it and you're like, okay, I, I, he, he definitely knows the offense uh, pretty yeah. well. Like he definitely can read through it, but can he do it at the speed that's, you know, necessary when a, a Chase Young or a Montez Sweat is, is coming down your throat, yeah. that's TBD. And obviously the offensive line can play a big role in that. And I guess the thing I would ask you is like, have you been on teams where specifically the defense is way like really amazing defense? And then you guys are thinking on the offensive side, like we are in deep crap going yeah. into this season. And then all of a sudden you realize that it's because your defense was that good. And you know, maybe it actually helps you because you're, you're battle tested and you're used to playing at a speed that you don't even have to play at once you play a, a non elite defense. Yeah. I'm trying to remember there was for sure a year that way. I, I, can't I guess remember. it would be San Francisco or Atlanta. San Francisco, Atlanta, I, I knew that, like, as I had been other places, I knew the defense wasn't that good. They were talking like the defense was really, really good, and I was yeah, like... I just, I just knew that Dan was there, so I figured that might have been one of the options. So I don't remember what year. The defense exactly schematically is good, but I remember, like, yeah. there's, like, this is, like, a little bit of a tangent, but, like, when you go to a new team, and they've got, like, their guys, you know? And this is one of the benefits of being in a place for one year, because you get to see, like, how teams talk about themselves each year. Like, I went to Chicago after being here, and basically, like, you know, Fox got up there, the head coach, and was like, you know, this is one of the best teams I've been a part of. Like, we're, we're ready. We're going to, like, win the division. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could just tell. Like, like, like the, the roster, the coaching, it wasn't where it needed to be. But, like, you're so close to it as a coach, you can't step back and see it. And I had just been with, you know, like that offensive line in 2016, which was like Trent, you know, uh, Morgan sheriff, Moses, yeah. sheriff, like Moses. all, and I was like, yeah. that is a group, you know. And they were talking about their group in the same way. I'm like, they're not the same, you know. Yeah. They're talking about their defense, and, and so, um, so when you're like right up against something, it's hard to tell. But I, I'm trying to think. I think it was, I want to say it was like 2011 or 13. Like we were getting our maybe 12, might have been 12. We were getting our butts kicked in practice, like absolutely kicked. And then we kind of got to our first game. I forget. It was against yeah, New Orleans. And we were like. Yeah, so in 2012, it's New Orleans. And I was like, oh, God, like, we're good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like one of those things where it's like, yeah. man, like, we kind of suck. Like, it's because the defense, they see the zone read. They have a plan for it. And it's just hard to do that stuff. They know you run outside zone. They know your play action stuff. And then we got that first game. And it was just like, whoa, like, this is totally different than, uh, then and it was e like the game was easier than practice and so I'm hoping because like it, it forces you to get better I'm hoping that this that this team is like that that the defense is just they're going to pick on the offense a little bit and it's going to help them turn a corner into something that is a is better than what they are right now yeah this is where Ron has to be a head coach and he's yeah. done this in the past so this is not me like throwing shade at Ron this is this is actually me knowing something that Ron's done or at least having heard that he's done this before and at some point you tell the defense to back off a little bit and like hey hey Chase like you look great man I'm really proud of you Montez you guys are crushing it dial it back a little bit we need to let our offense operate and because yeah. you do need to get like it gets to a point where like, yes, you have to practicing against the best is great. Iron sharpens iron, but if you're not quite iron yet, all you're doing is getting cut. Yeah. And so you have to actually be able to practice. And this is where, you know, maybe not 
maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the first couple of days in pads, but eventually at some point, if the defense just keeps thrashing the offense every day, and it's not even like they're thrashing them right now, but if, if it's getting to a point where you're not getting the work in offensively that you need, you might tell that one defense to dial it back a little bit. You could also put the one offense against the two defense. Like there are things you can do as a head yeah. coach that don't even involve going to specific players and being like, hey, chill out a little bit uh, to, to organize some wins for your offense and allow them to get the work in that they need. Or the other way around, if your offense, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're the Chiefs defense and Mahomes is just dicing you every day, like you might do the same thing in reverse if you're in Kansas yeah. City, for instance. I was about to say, like you're, you're already seeing a little bit of that, like the last three or four plays of Sam's run, like with the ones as the quarterback, it'll be – you know, like Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams, you know, Ridgeway, big fill in there, FA Obata. And so it allows them a little bit more efficiency offensively, you know, to your point. And, I'm, and I don't know if that's planned. They might have been doing that since the beginning, but it felt like on Saturday they started kind of incorporating some of that. Just, and, and I guess we can talk about the defensive line now. Is that cool or do you want to? Yeah, no, by all yeah. means. 